Hello, and welcome to Blonde Moments Podcast. My name is Melinda Collins. And I'm Gina Bogue. And I'm excited for another episode because it means I get to drink and exhibit with my bestie. And I don't know why we're talking like this. It just felt right. I did come over here and you're like, do you want some wine? I was like, sure. And then I took a sip. I'm like, it's not even noon. <laughs> you guys would never know. It's not even noon. That's like that thing. How they know? They won't know. How are they going to know? They're going to know. You know how they're going to know because we're going to be cursing. Yeah, I hope so. Fuck this. Fuck that. (laughs) So I had a conversation with my husband over the weekend after um, we talked about shaving the booty hole. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And about dingleberries and all that good stuff. Yes. And clearly my man knows that I do not like my booty hole licked. He's like, I wouldn't do it. So it's good you don't like it. Oh. I'm like, perfect. See, it works out perfectly. But I was like, I have a question for you. And I'm like, I want to see how well he knows me, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, why do you think, even though you don't lick my booty hole, that I still shave it? And he was like, because you don't want me to see hair on your butt. I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> He's got your number. I was he like, knows. yes, that's exactly it. I don't want to envision you like looking at dingleberries or hair around my booty hole mm-hmm. while he's like behind me you know would you ever bleach your asshole i actually have before what does it feel like does it hurt at all it doesn't hurt at all i did it when i was like in my younger 20s because somebody that i knew a girlfriend did it and i was like i want to try it yeah so i tried it but i wasn't like really impressed with it either because i didn't really notice like I mean, personally, I don't have a very brown butthole. (laughs) Okay, so you didn't have much to bleach. Right. So I didn't notice like much of a difference before or after. I find it weird that that part of your body is capable of being bleached. Yes. My experience, it was meh. Now, if you naturally have like a darker tinted booty hole, then I could see how it would benefit you because (laughs) maybe this... We're like little kids. <laughs> Booty hole. Maybe that's something that you're self-conscious about, right? Just like I'm self-conscious about the fact that I don't want hair or dingleberries being seen on mm-hmm. my butthole, but mine's not like brownish. So but what? Wh- why is it a problem if your butthole's brown? I don't know. It could be like a turnoff, you know? But like, why? Because maybe, maybe you start having sex with somebody new who, you know, dated somebody who didn't have a brownish butthole. And then they started dating you and they saw the brown and they thought that it was like poop or you weren't cleaning yourself or something. <laughs> so all the poop like stains your butthole. Is that how this works? I guess. I don't know. You're supposed to be the professor in anal bleaching. My thought process is maybe it's something like nipples. You know how some people naturally have like darker nipples? That's why I'm asking the question. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe it has something to do with that. Do like, you think that that same bleach would work on nipples? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe some people do bleach their nipples that naturally have darker nipples. All right. Now I have to Google this one. Nipple bleaching. Because, you know, everybody has different skin pigments and like everything else. Like you you got from the very light pink all the way to like the dark brown. So maybe if somebody has darker brown nipples, they would want them lighter and maybe they would bleach them. There is nipple bleach. There's also vaginal bleach. See? Well, I want to try to bleach my butthole and I'm not going to give you before and afters, but I'm just (laughs) curious. I watched it on 
not watched Why it. Why wouldn't I get before and after? <laughs> well, you might. I meant okay. people listening. I saw it on Impractical Jokers. It's an older episode. One of the guys was so excited that they had an anal bleaching kit, so he decided to try it out. And then fast forward, I think like a whole different season, but they made him the face of this anal bleaching kit. I don't think it's anything I've ever needed to do, but I have no idea. So I'm going to try it out at some point. Maybe you'll notice a difference. Maybe you won't. But you definitely need to show me some before and afters. We have to analyze your booty hole. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that nipple bleaching was a thing either, but I just figured it's similar skin. I mean, I, I think it depends on like the pigment of your skin, if that's something you would even want. If you had darker nipples and you wanted lighter, maybe you would do that. Oh, the same bleach can be used on your legs, elbows, knees, bikini zone, underarms, inner thighs, your I'm butt, sure, but, yeah. labia, anus, lower abs. Hmm. It's like an all-around skin bleach. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that it hurt. Not nearly like a Brazilian hurts. Like that shit hurts. Oh, like there still is some discomfort with it? I didn't think so. Oh, okay. Because, well, you're comparing it to a Brazilian. Well, I'm just... I guess I'm just comparing it to like services that are done down there. Sure. Down under. The only time I've ever had dark nipples was when I was pregnant with Camden. Remember Kool-Aid nipples? They were like purple. Oh, yeah. That's and right. I was like, what's happening to my nipples? <laughs> they have returned to their natural color. Yeah, mine are just normal like pink wool nips. That's just crazy though. Something I, honest to God, I've never thought of. And now I'm happy to know this. Well, just in case you ever want to bleach anything, people, just know that you can. You can legitimately bleach pretty much anything per this. I mean, um, I wouldn't start going crazy with the bleach on your body. I would not recommend that. I'm sorry that we have to have a disclaimer for that. <laughs> just don't go Just start putting bleach all over your body. Well, so we're on the topic of butts and poop. Per oh, use. that's odd. That's a weird thing for us to talk about. I mean, it's the first time ever. But I have a story for you. Oh, this boy. girl named Addie Zeriner pooped herself early in a marathon. It was a tw- for 21 miles. Please don't tell me she kept running with shit in her pants. E- she kept running with shit in her pants. Like, come on. After she was done, she walked to a hotel without her pants, without her shoes, and she was wrapped in foil blankets. Everybody who ate this mushroom pasta the night before had basically the same thing happen to them. No, see, you know, I know like a lot of people that I know that run marathons are very dedicated to running and kudos to you. I get it. It's like a lifestyle not a personal choice that I would have because I fucking hate running. But you can't be that dedicated where you just keep running with shit in your pants. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I for me personally, I unless I – maybe if I was on the challenge and that happened, maybe I would keep going. But she says that she didn't want to spoil her pace by stopping at a porta potty. She kept a six-minute mile pace. For 21 miles. That's insane. With poop in her pants. She said the first time she went, then she was just like, okay, I'm just going to let it come. I didn't know it was going to be so much. And then it happened two more times. She wasn't sure if other runners noticed it. And some of the runners who had seen it thought it was like a brown athletic tape. And then some people thought it was dried blood or dirt. Disgusting. She said her legs felt like 50 pounds each. (laughs) She said, I'm not going to drop out with shit all over me. I'm going to finish with shit all over me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. At least hopefully she had like those tight runners like spandex on so it didn't like come out of her shorts i mean it must have because people 
saw it. They just that's didn't just think that's what it was. Like, honey, mm-mm. I don't care what kind of pace you have. You should have a little bit more dignity. Hey, I want this girl on my team. I'll tell you that much because she ain't stopping for shit. Dun, Literally. Dun, <laughs> but she's super cute. Like, she's a really cute little chick. She's got little dimples, little French braid. She's cutie pie. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I would say you gotta you gotta stop and clean yourself up. I don't, it, I you train about, if you, you're running with shit in your pants, your shit's going up your pussy for sure. It like, doesn't matter. There's no at that way point. you're running like that that shit isn't getting up your clit and your pussy and like whatever else. You can get an infection, like because how 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 long was she doing this? Like at least an hour, right? Or well, more. 21 miles. So hours. Yeah. So you're running for hours just letting shit get up inside of you. Like, you can't tell me that that's good for you. Oh, my God. There's a picture. <laughs> I'm, like, so Gina, disturbed by this. there is a picture. Do you want to see the picture? Well, of course I have to see the picture. <laughs> what if you get an infection from this? Is it worth it? Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> but I can see in that picture... Why you would think it was athletic tape? Mm-mm. Look at her, the back of her other leg that's back. No, this is shit. I wouldn't have, I would not have looked at this well, woman and been you, like, oh, maybe that's tape. You're seeing her up close, but if you're like somebody who's running far away from her, you wouldn't, necess- my head wouldn't go, oh, she pooped herself. I would have. That's pretty gross. Yeah, look at the back of her other leg. That's a shit splatter. And all that shit on her legs for sure has <laughs> gotten her vag. That is so disgusting. That's a shit splatter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the cool thing is, which you're shit talking, literally. I am not. I'm proud of this girl. I'm like one of those, like, you do what you got to do. I don't think personally I would have been able to do this. I I would be too embarrassed but I give her credit for just rolling with this. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm. This is a thumbs down for me. I'm too worried about infections and it getting up your pussy and like all this other stuff. Like that's where my head goes. And what's worth that? So it's worth it being like, yeah, but I still took that six minute pace, you know, or six minute mile pace or whatever. But you get a massive infection. Like, cool, cool. Great job. Yeah. I don't think she got a massive infection. I think she's okay. Well, you know what? Google what kind of infections you can get when poop. Okay, so it says here, though, the first time she pooped in her shorts, it was when she was at the mile seven mark. So that's a long time of running with all that. And she, you know, the the race is a marathon's 26.2 miles. So that's a long time. I, I don't think mentally I would be able to continue on just the way it would feel yeah no it would feel so gross too so she did it in two hours 42 minutes and 49 seconds and she and at came- that point the poop is like drying and stuff like what <laughs> no i don't like this one honey Mm-mm. no honey honey no don't let that get up your vag and dry on your body no six minute mile is worth it it says that a teammate's wife her name's melissa came to the rescue she wasn't phased by the poop and she wrapped Addie up in a post-marathon foil blanket took her to a restaurant bathroom then the hotel along the way they stuffed toilet paper up their nose to block the stench and they threw her shoes and shorts away 
goodness. Now, this is one positive thing, though. She says, as an eating disorder survivor, she's worked to not care about what people think of her appearance. She's finally at a point in her life where the only thing she cares about people think of me is the internal. So more what's inside than outside. Well, kudos to her for that. And that's awesome. And that's great for overcoming an eating disorder. But I mean, I'm going to classify this as self-care as well too well one man messaged her and said that he's inspired to start running despite having gi issues himself so she's gonna start a a trend here i guess i don't know i for me eating disorder too has a lot to do with like recovering of of self-care i don't know i don't i for me personally self-care doesn't mean running while you shit yourself That doesn't, personally, for me, that's not self-care. And that's not even caring what other people think about you. That's self-care, taking care of yourself. And allowing yourself to shit yourself and continue running, to me, isn't self-care. You can disagree with me. We'll agree to disagree. I'm proud of her. Keep on keeping on. (laughs) I don't know. I just... It's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. That's why we are two different people with two different opinions. This is very true. I'm proud of her. It's not for me. I don't think it's something I could do. I'm proud of her for overcoming an eating disorder. That too. That's what I'm proud of her for. <laughs> I'm not proud of her. Uh, well, we'll move along for yeah. you so you don't have to keep feeling bad. I feel bad hearing that because, you know, she seems like a wonderful young lady, but there's nothing wrong with taking just a couple minutes to stop and clean yourself up and then keep going. Oh my gosh. I feel <laughs> disturbed that my next story, like, is kind of going off of this. Oh. Not really, but kind of. So, did you ever watch 90 Day Fiance? You had me watch some. I never finished. I, I maybe watched a few episodes just for that one man who was going after, I think she was Russian lady, mm-hmm. and we wanted to know if she was real or not. Uh, Lana, Lana and David. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I believe this couple was from the same season. They were a lesbian couple. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember them. So, this is about the girl, Stephanie. The that- one in the States? This is about the one in the States, yes, okay. Stephanie, not the one overseas, okay. who I thought that other girl was so cute too. I, her name's escaping me right now. Dang it. So here's one way to freelance. 90 Day Fiance, Stephanie Mateo, Mateo, I'm not sure how I'm saying this, has been supplementing her income, and the method is certainly unique. The reality star 31 went viral after she claimed in a Tuesday, December 14th YouTube video that she's made nearly 100 grand selling, what do you think she's selling? Well, if we're going based <laughs> on her, like, hoop-streaked underwear. Her farts in jars. Oh. <laughs> why have we not thought of this? <laughs> That's what I said when I read oh. this article. I'm like, how? $100,000? In how long? Does it say? I think the most – she said – I think the moment that I knew, like, wow, I've really made it was when Lance Bass from NSYNC commented on my jarred farts TikTok. (laughs) That's how you make it. She said, P.S. Lance, if you'd like a jar for free, I'd love to send you one. So just let me know. Slide in the DMs. Last month, the TLC personality (laughs) posted. (laughs) I have so many questions running through my head right now. She posted a TikTok video about the day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar. (laughs) Very simple title. In the post, which currently has more than 6.7 million views, 
She detailed the diet she uses to encourage flatulence, including oh. protein shakes, hard-boiled eggs, yogurt, and beans. Ew, so they're going to be real funky too. She also explained that she adds flower petals to each jar because she believes they hold the scent well. I have perfected my craft, she said on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of the Einstein of fart jars at this point. What a day to be alive. Because I figured out the perfect formula for making the most in the least amount of time, but also causing me the least amount of pain. She went on to note that she sold around 175 jars for a total of nearly 100 grand in profits, adding that she has the monopoly of farts in jars only 175 wow wow i am like so impressed right now she said the thing is what i find really awesome about this whole entire new like fart jar venture is that i, <laughs> I can't fart jar venture i mean so she's making like almost 600 dollars a jar a jar is that it's inspired a lot of people to think outside the box as far as ways they can make money you know, I have to say, though, not everybody is going to make that kind of money farting in jars. The only reason she has is because she was on 90 Day Fiance. Sign me up. <laughs> I don't think I could do that either. I don't want people to associate me with things that stink. You know, like I am very hygienic and very – that would be very hard for me to put myself out there to do. I mean, we've joked about like selling feet pics and like dirty socks or slippers or yeah. whatever, you know. but. I don't know. I have a lot of questions here, too. Does oh. it show what her jars look like? Let's look for a jar. How uh, big Erica, is... that was the name of the cute, like, uh, yeah, yeah. girl that lived overseas. I hope she's doing well, too. She seemed like she really kind of found her way and came out and felt comfortable, and I liked her. I liked her, I liked too. them both, actually. So she has a whole video here where she's, like, explaining what she eats to fart in the jars okay so on her tiktok here it shows a tiktok and it's just like a little jar with a cork lid and there is a rose petal in it so maybe it doesn't smell as bad <laughs> i don't she said it was something about keeping the smell in the jar sure but it's got to at least give some soft floral fragrance and now, I have no idea. I'm not an expert in this because I have never farted in a jar and then immediately put the lid on. You haven't? I have not. I find that <laughs> very suspect because... Very sus. Because you've done some weird things. Well, you Even know as what? a kid. Even as a kid, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't... I... No. You know what, though? I'm actually going to do this. <laughs> I am. I'm going to do this on my own personal time. I'm going to fart in like a freaking mason jar because that's all I have. I don't have these with the cork lids. And I'm going to close the lid immediately after. And then I'm going to open it like five days later and see if I can still smell the fart. I'll bring it here. Nope. Yes. You don't need to. <laughs> I will bring the I'm jar set. here. I'm good. And we can both see if we smell it still. And then... I don't have a sense of smell, first of all, so it's lost on me. Well, but second of all, I feel like are you going to reuse that mason jar for overnight oats? Possibly. Oh. I'm just kidding. You sicko. <laughs> no, I'll keep it for you. I, I don't want it. <laughs> now I will be very suspicious of anything you give me. I just want to try this for my own personal knowledge. Is it really going to smell like my fart five days later with the jar sealed? I'm going to try it. I'm doing I mean, it. it's a gas, so I would assume it would. I'm going to do it. Do you think it loses any potency? I'm going to do one with a flower petal and one without. <laughs> oh, you're buying these for somebody you love? These are beautiful flowers. Actually, I'm putting them in my <laughs> fart jars. 
at home. Ooh, God. I just need to know for myself that this is actually even like possible. Well, it is possible to gas. Well, I will bring the jars here so I can smell them with you. You know what? Here. Next time we'll record at your house. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. Even if you can't smell it, I'm going to do it here so you can see it and the, the experiment live. In you know what? Maybe we'll do a Zoom, a Zoom podcast <laughs> that time. I don't need to sit around in your funk. Everyone's like, oh, she had a problem with shit coming down someone's leg, but not farting in a jar. There's a difference i'm right there with you guys thinking that thing so (laughs) all right this story i have is terrifying and i did not think that something like this would be humanly possible in this day and age a man in india was mistakenly declared dead and left in a morgue freezer overnight until his family found him alive and breathing the next day I swear we've heard a story similar to this. Well, this one was just in November. Of somebody else they thought they were dead and then they weren't. I just don't know how this happens. Well, especially with the technology of today's day and age. Yeah. They said that the medical officer had examined him. They didn't find any signs of life and declared him dead. Maybe he was and then he came back. There's a video of him on here that you can see too. It's pretty lackluster. Honestly, there's not like a whole lot that goes on. They're just kind of like zooming over his body and like moving his head themselves, which I think is weird that they're even putting something like that online. In Back in the day, old days, way back in the day, they used to put bells and attach them to the fingers of people in coffins in the graveyard so that if someone was alive, it would ring the bell because they had gone back. Now, I, I don't know like the years or whatever, but they would find that sometimes when they went back and would have to open a coffin for some reason, there'd be like scratch marks in there. And it happened enough oh that they used to put these bells on coffins back in the day. That is terrifying. Can you imagine walking through a graveyard and hearing the bell? No. So he was actually in that freezer for seven hours. Oh my gosh. Uh, Maybe it was like an NDE, right? Like he he had a near-death experience and he did like die and was dead for a short period of time, but then came back. Like, I don't know. I don't know Does either. Does that even sound possible? But it also, this article that I'm reading here doesn't say how they would have thought that he had died. Was he in the hospital? That's what I'm saying. Like there's no... Like what um, do they think he died from? That's, I have no idea. There's nothing in here to say. It's not like, it doesn't say like, oh, someone did a inspection on his house and found him just laying there. Right. So I have, I have no clue. But that is truly something to make you lose your sleep at night. Yeah. Like what if somebody thought I was dead and they were like, she's done. Throw her in the freezer. And then I was really alive. And then we would just take one of your jar of farts and put it under your nose and you're back alive again. <laughs> right back up. Like smelling salts. They're smelling farts. Hey, there you go. You can start giving these to athletic trainers. I just don't know that I could make a living off of that. I just don't know. Yeah, again, I it's not for me. I want people to associate me with cleanness. smell, yeah. Because you know what? To this day, Finch from American Pie, they call him shit break. Every single time I see him, I associate him with the part in the movie where he's shitting his brains out in the school bathroom. 
Oh, see, I don't remember that part. Even if he's not, even if it's not American Pie that I'm watching, it's a different TV show or movie or something. I see him. That's what you remember him. I remember him as having violent diarrhea. I mean, I'm not actually really going to fart in a jar, Mel. Okay. I don't believe you for one second. I don't believe that you're not going to do this in the future and i don't believe that you haven't done this in the past i just don't think i could i would have to have like the jar ready or something like i don't know and like how does i don't know there's there seems like it's too much going into it not really (laughs) it's just a jar and a lid i'm not a very flatulent person mel and i'm not changing my diet for an experiment i don't know what to tell you (laughs) Good. You do scare me, though. I'm just letting you know. A Saudi camel beauty pageant cracks down on what do you think? I'd like to try to make you guess. What are they cracking down on in the camel beauty pageant? Camel? Yes. Which apparently camel beauty pageants are like a thing in Saudi Arabia. What are they? I mean, I don't even. Okay, I'm going to try to think. What would they probably judge them on? Like length of eyelashes? Height of hump, width of camel toe. <laughs> um, so what would they be cracking down on? Mm-hmm. Their costumes? Like you can't dress them up a certain way? I have no idea. More than 40 camels have been disqualified from Saudi Arabia's beauty pageant for receiving Botox injections. Oh my god. And other cosmetic <laughs> enhancements. Why is this a thing? That's good. They should be disqualified for shit like that. What is your problem? When is enough enough? Right. Now y'all are giving camels insecurities. Yeah. Camels have to get Botox and lip injections now. Jeez. Camels. You are hearing me correctly. The contest is a highlight of the King Abdulaziz Camel Festival, where $66 million in prizes of money is at stake. So key attributes include long, droopy lips, a big nose, and a shapely hump. So... (laughs) (laughs) My humps, my humps, my humps. The judges are using advanced technology to uncover tampering with camels on a scale not seen before. So apparently all the camel contestants are first led into a hall where their external appearance and movements were examined by specialists. Then their heads, necks, and torsos were then scanned with x-ray and 3D ultrasound machines and samples were taken for genetic analysis and other tests because they do not want them doing this to the camels. That's a good thing. This is a great thing. 27 contestants in the cup for the camels alone were disqualified for having stretched body parts and 16 were injected for having injections. That's crazy. Honestly, that is just sad. But like, why? Why would you do this to camels? Like, never in my wildest imagination did i think that we lived in a world where people were giving camels botox what what lip injections does it say how much they make from winning a contest like that um they described how botox was injected into the lips noses jaws and other parts of the heads to relax muscles muscles collagen fillers were used to make their lips and noses bigger and hormones were given to boost muscle growth rubber bands were also used on animals to make body parts bigger than normal by restricting the flow of blood ugh just awful. That's terrible. But so like, is there like a huge cash prize? It's humongous. You know, I'm not sure. Let me finish reading this article. It says subjecting any animal to a cosmetic procedure from ear cropping to declawing, dehorning, and filler injections is hideously cruel 
and shows the humans who use such tactics to be extremely ugly. He said, yeah. It is. Yeah, I don't know, like, per camel, how much. It doesn't say. But the festival, which is the largest in the world, lasts 40 days, this camel festival. Some 33,000 camel owners from as far away as the U.S., Russia, and France participate in this camel event. Hmm. As many as 100,000 tourists are expected daily at the festival. That is crazy. It says the most prized and beautiful specimens can get up to $370,000. I mean, that's a lot. So that makes sense as to why they're doing that. Good-looking camel, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm not agreeing that they do that, but I understand why people are cuckoo and doing something like that. These poor camel. It can't be good to inject... Botox in a camel. I just don't see the point. Well, to make it prettier. That's what they're trying to do. They, they're, it's a beauty contest. People but, are... I mean, it's a camel. Like, how does... I don't know. <laughs> we lived in a fucked up world. <laughs> and when you feel like you have to do something like that, you should look yourself in the mirror and realize you're making some awful choices in your life. Well, it can't be good for the health of the camel. That's like animal abuse, right? Subjecting yeah. it to fillers and Botox. I swear, just when you think you've heard it all. <laughs> well, just when you think you've heard it, heard it all, here's another story for oh, you. Boy. A man in Alabama who is a well-known naturopath. Is that really the word? Naturopath? He claims to have cured himself of his homosexuality by doing what? Oh, boy. He cured himself from his homosexuality by... Uh, eating magic mushrooms. No. Eating a lot of granola. By drinking two glasses of sperm per day for a few months. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will convince myself I don't want to swallow this sperm by swallowing this sperm. By swallowing two glasses. So who did he get the sperm from? Ah, this let's brings see. me back to thinking about the, like the sperm drinks we've talked about in the oh. past and the Blech. sperm ice cubes. Um, it says the solution was ninety five percent pure human semen, and then he'd also put vitamins and hormones into it. But whose cum is it? Yeah, I'm looking. Did, there's no way he could produce that much cum on his own every day. He'd be spitting dust by the end of the day. Turning <laughs> off. <laughs> he'd be spitting <laughs> dust. Uh, it doesn't say. But, you know, experts are saying that's ridiculous. Obviously, we all know homosexuality is not a disease or anything like that. No, so anything something you that, need to be cured like, from. It's yeah. just, it, it is who you are. Yeah. If you're homosexual, it's just who you are. It's okay. He says that he's hoping the FDA, FDA will approve it. <laughs> okay, so he was either not really homosexual to begin with, or he has found a clever way to get a bunch of dudes over to his house to jerk off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the truth comes out. But I'm not gay. This is for science. This is for science. This is to treat me of homosexuality. And I have to watch them jerk off and like help them a little, (laughs) just in the name of science. Oh, man. I could be not far off, okay? I just... So yes, just when you think you've heard it all, there's this guy. I feel like he, yeah, that's where my head goes is he just found, because where did this sperm come from? He found a real clever way to, to get a bunch of men hey, I need, over to his house. I need like a couple hundred men over the period of 
three months to come to my house for science. Mm-hmm. And jerk off in front of me. <laughs> Ugh, just that thought of drinking a whole cup of cum. Oh, no. We're not doing this again. I'm going to get that pukey feeling in the back of my throat. I am good. I mean, because one load of cum is enough, right? And that's just like swallowing one. But it's got that very like the texture, you know, like jelly. All right. Snotty jelly or something. I don't know. I'm just going to hope and pray that this is a fake story so I can move along in my day and never have to think about this again. (laughs) I'm still over here feeling sorry for camels. That's a better thing to feel sorry for, not some man who's subjecting semen down his own throat to himself. I get it. (laughs) I just need to know where all this even came from because just, I don't know. We we need more information here. He nasty. Right, well, I'm going to move on to yet another story that deals with butts. <laughs> another one that deals with butts? Butts. Buttles. A bomb squad was called to a hospital after a man with a World War II era mortar was stuck in his rectum. Say this again. A bomb squad was called to a hospital in England after a man arrived with a mortar shell stuck in his booty hole. Yes. Whoa, like how old was, like how long had it been in there? Members of the 11 Explosive Ordnance Disposal Regiment responded to a call from the hospital on Thursday after the patient was admitted. (laughs) Oh my God. Medics were fearful the mortar could possibly still live and therefore could still explode. That's what I was thinking, but how long has he been dealing with that for? So the length of the mortar, 170 millimeters, is equivalent to 6.69 inches. The width of 57 millimeters is close to 2.24 inches. So That's big. Almost seven inches long and like two and a quarter inches wide. This was stuck up his butthole. (laughs) Oh, so dude was just playing with it. According to a source, the man was a collector of military memorabilia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And he's like, let's just see how this one feels today. No, he said he somehow slipped and fell Mm. onto the round. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure he did. Sure he did. I slipped and fell on it. Right. I was naked. Right up my butthole. Right up my butthole. This almost seven inch thing didn't. Stick me somewhere else. It Mm -hmm. just went straight up the butt. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) The mortar round was later discovered to be inert and not potentially harmful to anyone, and they removed it. (laughs) Unfortunately. The man was reportedly released from the hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. So So not only do we know that you're a weirdo. Yeah. Who wants to shove old World War II things up your booty hole. Martyrs. You're a liar. So what is the real purpose of his collection? Does he buy things specifically that he can just shove inside him? I'm curious. What does this man's collection look like? He probably goes to antique shows and things like that. And he's just like, would this fit up my ass? No. Okay, move along. Would this one? Yes. This one might have to get the bomb squad called. But the dumbest, oldest excuse in the book saying you slipped and fell on it. (laughs) Like that's the joke, right? Like I slipped and fell in a dick. I slipped and fell in her pussy, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. This man seriously is trying to pull this one off. Like, come on, dude. Yep. You'd be better off just being like, listen, I was trying to pleasure myself and it went a little far, literally. 
and I can't get it out now and it might explode and I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> but trying to say you slipped and fell on it, get out of here. I think that's even more embarrassing than just admitting you you like anal play, you know. I mean, the better uh, with objects. The better lie here is to say that you and your girl were fooling around, but you had previously had an argument about something and she shoved this up your ass. You know what? That's a good excuse. You're welcome. And be like, I thought it was, you know, the normal dildo that she put up my ass. But No, you don't even have to out- say that. She just asked if we could try something new. And I didn't realize she was taking my beautiful World War II artifacts. Well, I have some good news for you tiny takers. Oh, boy. Tiny dicks might come back into fashion. Wait, they were ever in fashion? (laughs) I'm confused. Well, yeah. Look at like uh, the David, right? Your sculpture of the David. They all had tiny little wings back then, right? Yeah. Every statue. You'd never see. Oh, my God. The other day I was... I'm a member of this group because of this podcast on Facebook called Anything's a Dildo If You're Willing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And just like a World War II mortar. Exactly. And there was a picture that somebody made of a cake, and it was a Santa bent lame over the cake with his like feet on the ground, but his back on the top of the cake, and he had the biggest dick. And so people were making jokes like, too bad he only comes once a year and stuff like that. But that's a really fun group. Why have you not invited me to this group? Well, you have your group. I have mine. Mine is the bathrooms with threatening auras. This one sounds... I'm in that one too. Well, see, I better get an invite to this group. I'll, I'll do my best. It's pretty funny. We could put this story on there about the man with the mortar. We could. Anything's a dildo if you if you yep. believe. So they're saying that... Hold on. <laughs> Time out because that makes me think of an interesting topic. What is the oddest or most different thing that you've used as a dildo? <laughs> I am serious. And you can leave them all anonymous. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yes. I want to know, like... Besides just a regular dildo, I want to hear some things, men or women, that y'all have used in a pinch if you didn't have a dildo handy as a dildo. I'm here for that. Gina's here for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I am too. I was going to say. You, you know I am. You know. You're I'll act all sweet and innocent and then I'm like, oh, let me hear more. You know you're here for that too. Okay. So back to Tony Dicks. Um, in ancient <laughs> Greek culture... The proper or beautiful penis is dainty. A human with very large genitalia, especially male genitalia, was considered to be grotesque and laughable. Gosh. Mm -hmm. So that's why most of like the classic Greek art and whatever you see is like that. It all makes sense now. Sounds terrible. Not a time I'd want to be alive. The Greeks valued the aesthetics of modest penises because their artistic ideals were all out of balance. Nothing should be too big or out of balance was what was going on back then. Mm. I'm going to disagree with that as well. I'm not here for that. 
The small penis was also a sign of modesty, rationality, self-control, and they valued that. And a large penis was a sign of idiotic, animalistic lust of a complete lack of restraint. I don't even see how they came up with that. Just because he had a big because dick doesn't mean you're an animal. It was probably the man who was in charge at the had time. A little dick. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And he's like, you know what? This is beautiful. That is ugly. It says they may have associated dangerously large penises with animals driven to follow their erections above all else. Half-human creatures like satyrs, goats from the waist down, tended to be depicted with huge erections, sometimes the sides of their torsos and often drunk off their asses. So they had figured that the bigger the penis, the more you were a poster boy for losing self-control. Oh, gosh. This was definitely created by at least one or two or a group of small-dicked men. Mm-hmm. What are those called? Centaurs, right? Centaurs, the Centaur. man, man horse. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wait, what was the goat? Satyr. Dang, I didn't know Sat- there was maybe different it's, names for Maybe these. I'm satyr, S-A-T-Y-R, satyr. I used to love Greek mythology, and I haven't read anything on it in so long, so... I just didn't know there was different names for the different animals. Oh, yeah. They also go on to say medieval artists used big dicks to depict evil or heresy. Heresy. Why can't I talk today? It's Monday. Heresy. We're also drinking before noon. I guess. (laughs) Okay, so let's see. When did big dicks flip from items of grotesque humor and curiosity to idols of desire and admiration? Which... Uh, The second a woman got a big dick in her, besides the (laughs) tiny taker, that's when it flipped. (laughs) Kidding. I don't know. Well, you might be right. Obviously, pornography helped make that a bigger thing. Literally. Um, different cultures have Eastern cultures, African cultures. They're all different compared to Greek culture. Well, and you don't have to be huge, right? I mean, for me personally, and we've sure you've all heard the micro penis episode. Just for me personally, I can't have a two-inch lover. To each their own. There could be two-inch lovers out there that are amazing. And I'm not hating you for it, but everybody also has their personal preferences. And for me, I cannot have a man that has a two, even three inch penis. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Could you? Uh Uh-uh. Right. Exactly. No. I like, what did I used to call them when I was in my 20s? Like brat dogs. So they're long like a hot dog and thick like a brat, right? It was something like that, I would say. Like that's what you want. You want like a thicker, longer penis because- (laughs) it's like it feels better that's it the worst is a long skinny (laughs) Mm. i shouldn't say the worst that sounds mean i don't want to offend anybody no because it's not the worst because micro penises would be worse would be way worse but it's just not my personal preference you know everybody has their things that turn them on hey at least that that's the thing that turns me off and not like (laughs) having sex with a animal or something you know everybody has different what shit that the hell of. that's where you take it well everybody has different fetishes we talk people people who want to fuck ankles and like whatever so at least my fetish is just having a nice sized man there could be way worse things that were my personal preference is all i'm saying and it's okay to have a preference there might be women out there who prefer the skinny exactly. long one exactly 
Not me. Yeah, not me either. It's just my personal preference, right? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's okay. To each their own. And there could be still women out there that are like, Mm-mm, the smaller the better, because that's what turns them on. That's their personal preference. You know, I could not have this episode go by without sharing one Florida man story. Yes, I know. Last episode, somehow we ended up taking a left curve and we just really went off the deep end with Florida Man. So I really tried to stay away from that this episode, but... But here you, you are. It's hard because there's so many out there. Every week, there is more Florida Man stories out there. So it is not entirely my fault. <laughs> a Florida Man is facing aggravated battery charges after stabbing a woman in the head with a fork after a disagreement over a... Pizza. Potato. <laughs> Potato. Deputies say an argument started when 36-year-old Kenneth Crumpton became angry over an undercooked potato on his plate that the woman made. I get it. I mean, a hard potato. What Don't gonna- serve me that shit. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Put it back in the microwave. Yeah. Poke some holes in it. Bullshit. I can't I can't mash a potato that's not cooked. Exactly. My butter won't melt. No. Mm-mm. Obviously, we're not saying fork that, you somebody. Should, that you should fork somebody. Okay. But just <laughs> politely ask them to put it back in the microwave. Go fork to deputy- yourself. <laughs> Crumpton then stabbed the woman multiple times Wait, in the wait. Head. What's the last name? Crumpton? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's a fun last name. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, let's get crump. Tin. <laughs> <laughs> he stabbed the woman multiple times in the head with his fork. Jesus, in the head? Investigators say the woman had multiple stab wounds and was bleeding from her head but refused treatment. Crumpton, 36, was arrested and booked into the Nassau County Jail. My Lord. Uh, yeah. Hopefully her injuries weren't super severe because it was just a fork. And if she refused... Just a fork? I mean, yeah, that would hurt. But if she refused treatment, I'm sure that she didn't need stitches or something like that. She was embarrassed over her cooking skills. (laughs) sure she had a headache the next day. (laughs) For sure. That sucks, though. That's... And what... Okay, maybe you said it. Maybe I missed it. Were they at a restaurant? No, they were at home. Okay, dude. Now yeah. I think he's a bigger asshole. He could have gotten up and like, you can nuke your own potato. potato. Well, I mean, they couldn't have been at a restaurant because she cooked the potato and she served it to him. But I didn't plate. know like if it was like their waitress or something. Yeah, no, it was, she cooked it for him. He's just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this guy's a real asshole. I looked at his photo. I'm like, you need to shave before you worry about. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my God. Before you worry about this woman, you should be lucky this woman's cooking for you. I'm. That's that's my point. It's like maybe she didn't know that the potato wasn't cooked all the way through. The last thing you should be doing is complaining about someone making you food. I'm going to go ahead and say by the looks of this man. And I'm trying not to be judgmental that there was alcohol and or drugs involved (laughs) in this potato incident. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. I think he should be stabbed in the head. I don't even know where Nassau is. I want to say that it's The Bahamas? No, because this is in Florida. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I wasn't wrong. Nassau County. Let's see. Where is... I'm going to look it up. Oh, it's like north of Jacksonville. 
Not that any Florida man's story has to make sense from where it is in Florida, but... Well, I have one last story. This is also a bad one, like as far as not funny, but weird. A man in India was given a double life sentence for murdering his wife. What he did was he bought a highly venomous cobra and forced its fangs into his wife's arm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. What's crazy is that she was at her parents' house recovering from another snake bite. Well, what do you think the chances are he may have had something to do with that other snake bite? Yeah, I agree. And I, from what I understand, that's like a very painful, mm-hmm. awful experience to be bit by a very venomous snake. It does say that that other snake bite had also been caused by him as well. So if that's, if my daughter is back in my home because of something that her husband did, he would not be getting back into my house. I'll tell you that much. So he, in February 2020, he purchased a Viper and left it on the staircase in his home. He then called his wife to come upstairs in hopes that the snake would bite her. Instead, she saw the snake and called for help. A few days later, he mixed sedatives into her food and forced the same snake to bite her before throwing it out the window. She was hospitalized for 52 days before she was released to her parents. And then in May, he tried again, taking a cobra to her parents' home, giving her a drink laced with sedatives, and then forcing the fangs of the venomous snake into her arm. The next morning, her mother found her unconscious with her mouth open and her left hand dangling on one side. She was rushed to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, that is just like messed up. That you continue to do the same thing too is like just. Why would she even take a drink from him at this point? I mean, not, I'm not saying this is her fault. By I any agree. Means of the spectrum, but I'd be like, get the fuck out of my parents' house. No, I'm not taking a drink from you. You fucking psycho. I would have been sleeping with like a gun under my pillow. I ready to like get this motherfucker if he ever came near me again. This poor woman. It's very sad because maybe she was like, oh, he's sorry. You know, he, I don't know, like, why she even allowed him near him, but maybe that was her thought, was, like, he's sorry, and he, you know, he's trying to, ah, that's so terrible. Ugh. How do you get the snake into the mom, the parents' house, too, then? Because what I was reading, it says those snakes don't bite unless they're really provoked. Do you go under a shirt? Creepy, creepy. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, are you talking about a crime story to segue into the fact that next week's episode... There's a good chance I am. ...will be true crime. Mm-hmm. So I'm if you have any true crime stories that you would like us to cover, please send them in. We have gotten some really great suggestions from our listeners for true crime stories that I've never heard of, so or some that we have heard of, but still it's nice to have suggestions. Mm-hmm. And if you do have anything you want us to cover, even if it's... Not just true crime, anything else, funny stories, personal stories, you can send those into Blonde Moments Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs. And now, Gina, take us away with a blonde joke. Why did the blonde put condoms on her ears? Ooh. Condoms on her ears. To protect her hearing? To avoid getting hearing aids. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs>